0: never oh, <laughs> <miss new booty. laughs> hey welcome to f1rf off i'm one half of your host Idris. and
1: i'm the other half i'm the other booty half yeah yeah and i'm rocking everywhere that's right
0: <laughs> booty 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 rocking everywhere <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about dance club music right before this um yeah, uh, I think Gabe, you you just played a show last night, right? You wanna you wanna tell the tell the fam what's up? Yeah. Um. So uh, I have a um couple of very 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 f- uh good
1: friends of mine um who uh, have a band called Goose exclamation mark parentheses don't be frightened <laughs> and um <laughs> yeah and um. <laughs> They um, um <laughs> they put out a record called What Now and uh it's actually getting printed on vinyl which I'm really excited for because I did uh, I designed the inner sleeves and like all the other stuff um so what? that's yeah that's really fun um and uh, I'm not featured on the album because I didn't actually record anything for it but I have been sort of like part of the group occasionally when they will play shows mm. I played bass and I'm but this show they asked me to play guitar. And, um, we had like, you know, true, um, black and broke style when you were, when you and I were in that band, um, we had like four days to get ready. And Itch. so like just last minute practice <laughs> sessions, you know, uh, we had a backing track cause it was just three of us, piano, flute and guitar and another, you know, guitar just kind of switching around. Mm-hmm. um. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I just, like, ran the set with the backing track, like, six times the night before. And I was just like, okay, um, here we go. Um, but, uh, no, it was fun. Um, good, good. And, uh, you know, we had, there was a DJ who was kind of playing in between sets. They also had a really fun MC, which was always good in the show. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, and, uh, you know, they were, yeah, they were, <clears throat> the DJ was, like, I, I you know, I was, Getting, uh, they had brought worse outside, and I come, I just hear, like, I hear, uh, what was it? Um, I forget what, uh, MJ tune it was, but it was, um, you said it was from Off the Wall, right? Even yeah, if it's they a had title a title track. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he, start, he started with a little, uh, I think he started with a little, um, uh, what was it? I uh, Wanna be starting something? Ooh, and then uh, yes. you know, then it was another. It was another one of his like underground hits. I like the like, kind of a low key one, but still really hot. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah. And then he hit me with the Luther Vandross, and I'm like, oh yes. Mm. Like <laughs> you know, getting into it. And then there was like some disco hits in there. Like, oof. Like I was like, this is this is a fun. You mm. know, but yeah, like nobody was out there dancing except for the MC. He was out yeah. there just grooving by himself. So yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was a fun show. Um, That's dope. And, That's what's um, up, man? You know, it makes me think though. Just while we're on this subject, just to kind of button that up. Um, I was told by people, and I, I didn't really think about this, and I don't, I don't know if I agree. Um, but because you are also my one of my musical um, cohorts, cohorts. Mm, mm. I thought you were going to say um, muse. Of which I was going to be well very flattered. I mean, but... yeah, like you are. one of my music. I mean, look girl. at me. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> So you're you're sort of when you when somebody tells you Euro trash, like as far as music goes, hmm. like what what what's the what do you what conjures to mind? Like, what do you think of when you hear Euro trash music?
0: OK, so I know we know I'm, it's sort of an insulting term, right? Yeah. But like. If someone says eurotrash, first off I'm going to think about it from the perspective of people who listen to just mainstream music, right? So this is okay. going to be people who just love Creed and Nickelback, right? <laughs> um, nothing wrong with Creed and Nickelback by the way, like uh-huh. I always embrace it. With, My own wild bond. But <laughs> but from that perspective, I think people who who say eurotrash what they mean is like late 90s to early 2000s euro techno music. Um and i'm thinking of people uh i would think of bands like aqua would be like a good like barbie mm-hmm. girl right it's kind of of yes. that vein uh-huh. um sandstorm derude right mm-hmm. um by the way both songs i love those songs i love that genre <laughs> of music like ddr was uh-huh. like my, was my childhood and my up oh, yeah. so um so that's that genre of music i would even say like um like music that you hear like in initial d like running in the, in the 90s like mm-hmm. that that is all part of that like genre that that yeah vibe yeah is is, right am i right on the money there well that's what i think but somebody was saying that the spice girls
1: were considered to be in that same genre
0: what no yeah no i
1: don't know if i agree uh because i feel like yeah i mean i feel like the spice girls have even though, like, yes, it, like, even though, like, their, their producer, the guy who, like, formed the group for them is basically just like a smarmy, like, I'm going to make a bunch of money for sure. me pop thing. That's like, like, um, S Club is a reference to, like, S Club, his yeah. name mm-hmm. And Club. And then just like seven, like, however seven many members people yeah, there yeah. were. Yeah. Well, you know, great TV um, show and band. Um, but, um, but like he, that guy just that guy kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. And like uh, he 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 made uh you know the Spice Girls were, you know they were mostly image, you know being overlaid sure. onto like just very generic but mm-hmm. very catchy you know pop hits you know. Mm. And um oh hi Maisie, <laughs> yes, <laughs> go on go on Maisie, she's very talkative, yeah. um. But uh, but yeah, I feel like, I, I just, I don't know. Like, I feel like the Spice Girls have, I don't know, they have more spice to them that makes it, <laughs> It's in the you name. know, like when I think of that genre, I think of something that's just really like, it's just Boots and Cats beat. Yeah. And then just like a really catchy, but annoying, like, you know, like, bip, beady, bip, bi- yeah. bi- bi- you know, yeah. like some like repetitive thing. Like, you know, very few key changes. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Lyrics are always like, I'll give you my heart. <laughs> and then you took it in your hands so, and also
0: you have like a oh rap. my heart with uh, your
1: hands make sure you clean them first you know yeah. it's just really like they're nothing like nonsense mm-hmm. lyrics
0: you know and you, and you have like a DJ who raps occasionally he's like yo about world peace we have to work together yeah let's make a move yeah like <laughs> yeah, that kind of yeah. thing right open your heart girl yeah. show it to your friends <laughs> we fight
1: st- we'll fight together get what we want to be <laughs> her heart is mine yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's like yeah. You have one guy who's like only singing about the like the like running away f- with with the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And then and like peace. The guys like, hey, guys, we can do this. We're mm-hmm. in this together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Beat the bad um, guys.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So we just well, we did at work. We did put on a Euro trash playlist. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I was digging some of them. Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I, I'm mad at this. Like, It's, <laughs> it's fantastic music. Yeah. <laughs> You're just oh, like sitting there. It's great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the way, there's one that was like it all flows into one another, too, right? Like, yeah, there are abrupt changes sometimes, but like you're still doing like the this kind of, yeah, deep, you know, like <laughs> you do. So, there was, there was one, and maybe we can collab on this really quick. Just yeah. give me a, if you give me a boots
1: and cats beat, um, like okay. just really like repetitive and quick. There was a guy who was like, I swear, he sounded like uh, it made me think that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually had like a Euro trash like group. Yeah. Um, that he didn't tell anybody about because yeah. there's this one guy who just had this really thick accent. It's <laughs> so like, do the boots and cats thing. Do you wait? Do you want drum and bass or do you just want like generic? It's just just like, like, like boots, 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 like that. Just really, just really like, just yeah. And he, his voice is just like I don't die, but don't die. You know, he might as well just be like, "Get to the chopper, get to the chopper now, yeah." And I was like, "This is crazy. What am I listening to?" Yeah. I mean, I don't speak German, but that was like my yeah. best, like German, you know, sort of whatever. austrian Oh, yeah, like,
0: yeah. but he was just like, iron, sports, boots, iron, sports, boots. Sports, <laughs> sports. And I'm like, oh, my God, well, this is intense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, honestly, since we were talking about Spice Girls, I think someone who could give us some really good insight into all this would be our man, Christian Smarmy Horner. Um, since he's married <laughs> <Just> to since <smarmy. laughs> <or, like, yeah, laughs> he's married to Ginger Spice. Right. Um, Do you Jerry think that Howell, he... She has a real name. Yes, she's a person. It's true.
1: Do you think that she. um uh, do you and think that he is... likes to talk to her about her career, or do you think like Christian's the kind of person who just only really wants to talk about his F one career? And she's just like, yeah, so I'm going on too. He's like, okay, that's fine. I got testing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't okay. know. It just feels like. So, how supportive times... of Christian is, is
0: of a husband is he? Do, do you All know? Right. Here, here's here's the thing. Okay, so recently on the podcast, we have been talking about reality like love, like relationship television show. So we've yes. been talking a lot about Married at First Sight. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to open up to you all today and tell you that my wife and I, we're big fans of, uh of The Bachelor. Yes, we are part of Batch Nation. And uh, there's a season, <laughs> Batch Nation. Um, there's a season in particular that I would highly recommend you watch Gabe uh, as your entry point into The Bachelor series. And that is season 16 with none other than Juan Pablo. And Juan Pablo is a man who on this season appears to be so self-absorbed that mm. he fails to pick up on like social cues and like just information insight about the women he's dating on this, throughout this experience. Right. Christian Horner kind of reminds me a little bit of Juan Pablo. <laughs> okay. Wait, is this so, the main guy? Like this is the, the bachelor? bachelor? Well, okay. Oh, so geez. every season of the bachelor has a new bachelor, right? Every season yeah. of the Bachelor has a new bachelorette, right? Right. So, This season of The Bachelor, season 16, in in particular, The Bachelor is Juan Pablo. And then he has 30 women, right, that he that are vying for his attention and love. Right. Right. And so, you know, they get to a point in the season where they spoiler alert, by the way, um, you know, (laughs) it's like eight years later. But um, they get to a point in the season where they have this thing called um, hometowns. Right. They do hometowns. And then from Mm. there, they like down select to like three final women. Right. And then those three women in Juan Pablo, they have three days in a row where he has a day allocated for each of them, right? And Mm -hmm. they call this the, uh, the, it's like the honeymoon period, right? But like, they go, because they go to like some getaway island, right? Mm -hmm. But the night that they spend together, they can elect to stay with each other in the same, like, room, right? Because they haven't been allowed to do that the entire show. And they call them fantasy suites. And in the, I know it's such a weird... Okay, we're gonna it have, sounds have a, like a Ferengi. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it
1: sounds like a Ferengi hollow suite. Yeah, because like it started the Star Trek universe. It's like, yeah, at first the hollow suites were used for like battle simulations mm-hmm. and like you know trying to work out you know problems. And then by the time you get to DS9, Quark just yeah. has a bunch of hollow suites and it's just a bunch
0: <laughs> of sex programs. <laughs> like, he's just like, yeah, you should write our hollow suites. Yeah. So here's the thing with the fantasy suites there's one in particular that he does with the contestant Andy. And after, like the morning after, it's always a thing of like, oh, I love you so much. I can't wait for us to have the fantasy suite experience together and just talk all night. Mm-hmm. Sure, but then, yeah. like the next morning, right? I've never seen this happen on on an episode of The Bachelor. Andy, the next morning, in her talking head, is pissed. She's like, he is so annoying and self absorbed and everything. And there's one scene in particular that's really funny because she goes to talk with Juan Pablo afterwards, and she's like. Um, hey, yeah, I don't I think I'm gonna have to leave. I'm not I don't think this relationship is for me and it's not working out for us And He's like, oh, but because he's kind of like a Casanova type of dude, right? And he's like, uh-huh. oh, well, you know I don't understand what went wrong. I thought everything was great. And she was like Juan like when we were talking you were so self-absorbed all you wanted to do was show me like YouTube video highlights of your former soccer career also Like do you know anything about me? And he's like, oh, well, I don't know much about you. Like do you know my uh, like do you know my religion and he uh i'm sorry no she asked him like oh do you know my religion and he's like oh i don't know you don't know mine and she's like roman catholic and he's like oh right it was like a moment of him going like Mm. maybe i'm the bad guy right and so all Mm. of this together i just feel like is christian horner (laughs) where where he's like always in his head
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Like, We watched the 2021 finale episode on um, Drive to Survive uh, last night because, like, Lauren Lauren hadn't watched that season, so I'm like, buckle up. Mm -hmm. And it's funny watching that all again, like especially, like, Horner, he loves playing for the camera in Drive to Survive. He really does. Like, I think he knows that the cameras are there and they will say things specifically to make it sound worse than it is. You know? Mm -hmm. He is one of those guys where it's like, When they're losing everybody's out to get them and when they're winning everybody's out to get them Mm -hmm. it's like you know (laughs) what i mean it's just like somehow it's like it's also everybody's out to get them but they're also getting their way the Mm -hmm. entire time yeah it's like Like he's smug he's got a lot of bluster he's got a lot of he's got a lot of hot air yeah um that's just who christian is well speaking of f1 generally we yeah we, we we should really talk about um there's well, I three, guess the the, like two the, the hot half. air, the hot air that was in the room has been cleared out by two very big pieces of news. Well, um okay, when you say hot air, what what is hot air? <laughs> because we I mean, three, I think three like the things we wanted to talk about. What's, yeah, What's <laughs> I mean, like well, when it comes to like when it came to like, you know, F1, there's just a lot of a lot of air in the room about like, oh, well like, you know, who's going to like Andretti's going to get in, right? They must be and like there's yeah. all this speculation and all this like You know and then like here comes the formula one bosses and they just you know they poke a hole in the balloon, just goes so everyone's like what yeah you know and then you have and then all of a sudden you know hamilton kicks in the door and just shoots confetti cannons and like money guns everywhere (laughs) he's just like yeah
0: and everyone's like you know what The, the funny thing is that all of this feels like okay I'm gonna make a reference to Community here. Gabe and I both love Community. Do you yeah. remember the scene where Troy walks into the into Annie's apartment or into his apartment with Annie and, and Abed, right? And he's got the pizzas and like yeah, yeah. Both, like, throw, put and in like, pockets, yeah, right, yeah, he was, like yeah. In that scenario, like Troy is Haas, just like with their livery review, uh, uh-huh. um, reveal, yeah. right? And then like no- one of the fires is like. F1 yeah. community losing their minds about Lewis going to Ferrari, and then the other one. It's other like fires, Andretti. And- and- yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And- <laughs> kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Out. That's P- Pierce on the floor being yeah. shot as Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah. No, I'm surprised nobody's used that meme format yet. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we should. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah. We- so mean, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, like, let's just get right to it. Like, these are the yeah. big, like, the two big things. We- oh, three if you're counting Haas. The two big things that we want to talk about because. This has been, I think, one of the most like groundbreaking weeks in F one news in a long time. I think. I think yeah. the only time, like, I think what rivals this might be the week of when um, the twenty twenty one championship was decided in Abu Dhabi, or maybe when uh, Nico just surprise retired from from Mercedes. At least in or, like yeah, or like Vettel sp- surprise retirement. That too, and then that too.
1: Alonso's quick shift. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, uh, for sure. This is, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of it's pretty big, uh, in the news world. Uh, I mean, like, it's weird. Like, it felt like so. Well, uh, let's just say, obviously, if you don't know the news, if you've been, uh, somehow living under the rock that most people who have been living under a rock were under, (laughs) um, and you don't know what what's happened, then let me tell you that. Andretti Motorsport uh basically has been rejected by not the FIA. They were they were pre approved for that, but the FOM, uh yeah, which, which is, is sort of like the organizationing the organizational governing body of the Formula One sports specifically. Well,
0: um the, <clears throat> the broadcasting right, like the, the management broad, yeah. side. That that deals with all the right. branding, all the marketing deals, that that yeah. side, not the technical information um,
1: side. And so yeah, they they said in 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 so many words there there was an explanation I'd like to talk about sort of what the explanations were. Um but yeah, they they denied Andretti uh from being able to enter in 2025. Mm-hmm. Um now from what my from what I understand the main <clears throat> the main points of their reasoning was uh you know, for one uh they said that um you know, Cadillac not being able to fully commit to the sport until about twenty twenty eight as a as a as a engine manufacturer. Mm -hmm. Like that that if if they just left it there, if they're just like, yeah, like so Cadillac doesn't want Cadillac, it just wants to work with you. But because they can't commit to, you know, the the thing in 2028, then we want to just like put this on hold for now and not allow you to come into it. That would have been a perfectly acceptable explanation. Mm -hmm. But they had to go further into (laughs) saying Andretti wouldn't be competitive and that they're only trying to improve their brand. Even though apparently I heard this last night, I heard that Andretti had basically had sent a message to like liberty media Mm -hmm. to try and like have like set up a communication with them or like a meeting about like about the process and like just kind of meet up with them and apparently the message like went into the spam folder of one of their like social like media people or something and they just wasn't caught and then so they were just like felt like like did you what like what you you don't want to talk to us you didn't like we reached out you know um and they also honestly like saying that Com- that Andretti wants to just improve its personal brand and that they would not be competitive it just feels very petty of a thing to say yeah uh, and i don't think it's accurate um andretti ha- competes at a high a very high competitive level in pretty much every motorsport that it's part of so um
0: yeah um so and- here's just real quick just a quick clarification on that so the funny thing about the email is that it was actually an, an invitation from f1 to andretti but it didn't come from anyone official like anyone oh. up top in f1 like the one oh, uh, management yeah. okay. group it came from mm-hmm. a staff member just like a like like a regular old, regular old guy so imagine it's just like gabe dot gabe dot last name at <laughs> yeah <laughs> at, at formula one.com like yeah. you might Di- like,
1: dino nuggets 3 300 yeah, <laughs> or or angie's 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 number one yeah. like yeah a personal email account yeah. small forward yeah 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 um <laughs> that's uh, so yeah ridiculous. That's funny ridiculous. um like, that is water. really ridiculous like i, I mm. yeah it, it just shows they didn't care really <laughs> they really didn't bother they didn't really make an effort in that so, sense you know
0: and, and there's a lot of, there's a lot that needs to be highlighted here when, before we really dig into this and talk about like our personal thoughts and feelings on this because I know Gabe, Gabe and I we have been saving. So just, just just to let you all know, the Andretti news dropped at the beginning of last week and then the Lewis news came at the end of the end of this week. So mm. Gabe and I we had we had like a full like we had some some shells loaded, ready to go mm-hmm. about the Andretti stuff. And we're like, Oh, we're not even gonna talk about it. Like, don't even text me, bro. Like, don't even look yeah. at me because we're not gonna yeah. talk. I don't want anything to slip. Right. And, oh, okay. so <laughs> This is why. Yeah. So let me give you all some background on the Android and Cadillac scenario because this is something that's been kind of years in the making. Um, and it's this is going to be really interesting to see where it goes. So Gabe kind of touched on this previously. There's two bodies that we need to talk about when we're talking. When, we, when we say F1, what you're talking about was three bodies, really. You have the F1 teams. You have Formula One management. Um, Formula One management, they take care of the broadcasting, media rights, that kind of thing and they are currently owned by Liberty Media, right? And the boss of Formula One management group is Stef- uh, St- uh, Stefano Domenicali. He used to work for Ferrari uh, at a time, um, a while back. Um, then the FIA is the Federacion Internacional de l'Automobile, right? Hopefully my mm. French pronunciation is okay there. There you go. Um, and that is the technical regulation side. So those are like stewards, all that kind of stuff, right? They, that comes from that side, the actual, um, how you actually run the sport with rules, right? And that's headed up by MBS or Mohammed bin Suleyam, right? Now, FIA, they gave the thumbs up for, um, for Andretti Cadillac to come in, right? It was FOM that all this drama has occurred with, right? And they have the final say. So to give some background on this, the reason that a lot of people are up in arms, if you're not aware of that, is because of something called the Concord Agreement. And people think that, Andretti Cadillac is going to pursue some kind of legal action um, to hold FOM accountable towards this, and it's because of the Concord Agreement. And what the Concord Agreement, in short, provides is the set of rules that allows the teams to join, right? And it regulates how they need to join, right? Part of that is a payment that the team who wants to join makes to um, FIA, right? And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, FOM, and to the other teams. Um, and it's kind of like an equitable adjustment kind of thing where effectively the teams who have already put in a lot of work and energy into developing the sport and getting it to a point where it's so popular, right? Effectively get some piece of the pie to say, like, okay, yeah, you paid us a little bit. It's effectively bribe money. That's what it kind of feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Um but that's what it is, right? Now with the Concord agreement, the funny thing is that right now the current agreement runs through 2025. And Formula One management said that they would reconsider a Cadillac bid entry in 2028, right? That year that they specified in their, um, in their, uh, rebuttal to Mm -hmm. the Andretti Cadillac bid, um, saying that that would be the year that they could perform, right? Because they'd actually have their own engine because until that point they would actually have to be a customer team buying a Renault engine, right? Like all this has been known for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so on top of that. What's really weird about all this too is that FOM asked Cadillac specifically, "Hey, would you guys mind partnering with someone else, not Andretti?" And Cadillac was like, "Nope, it's going to be Andretti, Andretti and us." Like yeah. that's what it is. That's what. That's who we want to enter into the sport with, right? Right. Um, and you can see, like, that's why a lot of people feel like this is really petty. Like that that there is something or someone that does not like Andretti for some reason, mm-hmm. um, because they keep coming back and asking weird questions, like oh, would you partner with someone else? Like Because they You're seem right. to be fine with Cadillac coming to the sport, but not Andretti. And yeah. it's, I don't know, it's confusing to me because Andretti seems to be like a known quantity within the motorsports racing world, right? Mm-hmm. They have a Formula E team. They're involved yep. in IndyCar, right? They're I successful like. in all their entries, right? And then Cadillac mm-hmm. on top of that is really successful in their own right, right? Because they've been mm-hmm. producing some race-winning cars with their power units across different racing racing series. So... You know, it's kind of like a win-win, like, it seems like a win-win, especially for the amount, like the popularity spike that F1 has had in the U.S., right? Not just in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but globally, right? So it would make sense to allow this team to come in, right? Sure, maybe you up the bribe amount for the equitable (laughs) part in the Concord Agreement, I guess, Mm -hmm. whatever, but it just seems particularly petty, and I I don't know, it, it seems kind of elitist. Right mm-hmm. to say like yeah. we're not going to let you guys in, right? And I, I think there are a couple of things that a couple other things that pop up too in my mind that make this a little like especially frustrating. Like, does Formula One not think that their product is as good as other racing series? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, right. is is there a fear of letting in an outside like juggernaut into the sport because you think that's going to detract from the traditional like European stables that exist? Like, right. I, like, I, what is what is the fear? of Yeah, it,
1: yeah, it is weird. It does feel very petty. Um, you know, uh, Lauren is a IndyCar girl, which I've I've said a few times. It was like her thing growing up, and particularly because like her her dad, like her parents, were very much into it, and they were very much Andretti fans. They were always their favorite kind of growing up. That was their team, and apparently, this is not like the first time that Andretti, as an organization, has had, um you know, sort of weird comings and goings or spats Mm -hmm. with, with formula one as a, as an entity Um, they've tried, apparently they've tried before to buy a F1 team basically in order to compete. And they were rejected. Mario Andretti has had some, you know, choice words about formula one, which I genuinely don't think are, um, I don't think they're false (laughs) <laughs> like, you know unfair it's like yeah like it's it's about money like yeah it's yeah this is a sport that that this is a sport that seemingly is governed by by bodies that are more specifically care about the branding and the money than they do about the nature of the competition which is what's unfortunate mm-hmm. um but also um you know if 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 formula one wants to if they're trying to attract like Brands that they perceive as being kind of sexier, you mm-hmm. know, like like uh, it's been suggested, like oh, they want to get like you know Porsche involved because like Porsche is really sexy sounding, like you know that's like a, you know that sounds like an organization that they want to you know, have part of it because it would like bring more popularity from like from but like from who what Porsche enthusiasts like they're not mm-hmm. gonna carry their way like they're they're focusing on like the sport they want to see a nine eleven if a nine eleven is not on the track. Mm-hmm and they just says they're not going to care um and the thing is they they talk they put this in a way that makes it sound like oh well like you know we want more manufacturers for our brand for our sport that's what we want it's just like do you guys not understand that this sport was built on the backs of just like people like enthusiasts that wanted Mm -hmm. to start a team like Colin Chapman. I mean, if he didn't call his cars Lotus, it would have been Chapman F1. You know, Ferrari was a guy that like raced and then decided to build cars on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you have like a Williams. Frank Williams was just a dude who just like, all right, well, you know, I'm gonna like work out of a phone box and like get an F1 team together, right? Tyrrell, mm-hmm. like ten Tyrrell, like same did thing. You just a you guy. Produce. Yeah, like these are just these are individuals that started teams. It wasn't like oh, like here's a manufacturer that comes in and just destroys everybody. Like, you know, Ford never had, like, a real official F1 team, per se. Like, Mm -hmm. it was sort of just tied, like, you know, Jackie Stewart tried it, you know, tried to make a a racing organization. It didn't, you know, completely work. So, like, it's not unprecedented. And so, like, the idea that, like, oh, you just want to do this for your own personal brand, it's like, are you kidding me? It's just like, dude, they have... They have organ they, they're in they're in fe they're in WEC. they're in uh mm-hmm. extreme e they're in indycar like they're mm-hmm. all over the place mm-hmm. their brand is really strong yeah and i think that's where i think this is really flits because what like what the fom is not understanding it's like they want to expand on their american market like yeah. they want to improve their american brand because like drive to survive only went so far you know what i mean mm-hmm. and clearly nobody gives nobody really cares about haas so oh like what you know I, like what are we oof. gonna do like wh- we like andretti is probably the most if not the most successful and more recognizable motorsport brands in the united states as far as being a organization how would you not want them to be part of your sport and, and I mean, and here's the thing too like you andretti's cool like they've got, they've got cool drivers. They do good content, mm-hmm. like, especially on social media. They're a good, pre- they're a huge, good presence to have. Yeah. They're not Pensky. They're not trying to, you know, cheat everybody all the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, Reagan. She's probably going to be mad about that, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But like Andretti, Andretti, like it, I, it just makes sense to me. I mean, they did this rebrand of their logo, which was perfect on their part. Like, that's exactly what you do. Mm -hmm. They're bringing GM into the sport. General Motors, like not just Cadillac. Cadillac is under General Motors. Mm -hmm. That is a huge entity to be involved in your sport yeah and you're just gonna be like uh and that's what i think what happened is like i think they saw that like andretti was a small fit like a small well they looked at andretti as the smaller fish on top of the bigger fish and they were just trying to lure the bigger fish away from the smaller fish mm-hmm. when they didn't realize that the small fish is a freaking piranha you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like like andretti is not really to be trifled with like they they're a team They are an organization to be taken seriously and i'm yeah yeah i'm really surprised by this i yeah. i'm I, I and like you know a good thing i'm glad you brought up the thing about the legal action because i know that's what a lot of people were saying but like mm-hmm. you know how or why would they would they pursue legal action and yeah this agreement is exactly the vehicle for that yeah you know i mean they invested all this money yeah and all these promises were made and then all of a sudden they're just like oh well no you're not uh, you're just trying to improve your brand you wouldn't be competitive
0: yeah like, God, I, this- how
1: did they even know that yeah look at braun gp you know what I mean? Perfect example.
0: There's a couple things that you said there that I want to want to add to. Number one, yeah. it's funny that you said Piranha because F1 is known as the Piranha Club, like specifically the team principles, right? And uh-huh. yeah, I, I feel Andretti as a Piranha would fit right into that. I think they could figure it out, right? Yeah. Um, number two... I wanted to talk about you. You mentioned like expanding in the American market. If we really want to expand the American market, there's a couple of things that need to be taken care of too, right? Like, yeah, if we're talking about the Vegas GP, right? Which honestly, mm-hmm. like in retrospect, it actually was not a bad race. Like I thought that was mm-hmm. actually it was actually one of the better races last year. I think mm-hmm. what was all the drama and nonsense around like how how it was organized, all that kind of stuff. That's what was really detracting. Yeah, me. but yeah, um, yeah like don't have a race start time at 10 p.m. Eastern, mm, right? Yeah. Most mm. of the American population lives on the Eastern seaboard, right? Eastern time zone. Why are you starting the race at 10 p.m.? Like who is, do you not understand? Like it is clearly geared towards like, it, it. I don't know who's watching it live at that point, you know, right? unless you're, unless you're West Coast, right? It, it's, I don't know. They're not really using their heads there for that. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say too, is that if we're talking about like, oh, we have teams, like we don't want a team to join and they're not competitive. Are you kidding me? Look at Haas, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Haas just Haas joined and like I think they didn't do. I I forget where they where they ended up in their debut season in twenty sixteen. It thing. was. But they, uh, I looked it up recently. Was it like eighth it was or something. Eighth. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. And eighth, then,
1: yeah. um, I think the next was the next two seasons It was like fifth I think or it fourth. was like fifth like, and, sixth. Like, like, and sixth. Yeah, fifth and sixth. So oh, yeah, yeah. so Did like they they were yeah. That was a that so, was a solid midfield entry, right? right. And it, it just hasn't been there. <laughs> hasn't been that way for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 what I wanted to say about that is that I think what's really messy about this is that if you're if you're gonna start throwing around this accusation of like non competitive teams, take a mm. good hard look in the mirror then. Yeah. Right. Because if yeah. that's the case, just Nick's Nick's like positions uh fourth down. Sorry, sorry, Alpine, get out of there. You guys are kind of a joke. Honestly, right. right. if you're working, yeah. get out of here, right? You're kind of damaging the brand, right? And then on top, like, and, and then the other thing about this is what's really annoying to me is that apparently Andretti has tried to buy Haas, right? Just like you're saying, and that's gone nowhere, right? And what it feels like is about to happen is that Gene Haas is, and this is a take I read online somewhere, and I was, I've was i been thinking about it a little bit more. And I'm like, you know, what I actually kind of agree with this, but whoever whoever said this, and if you hear this, I credit you fully. I, I just don't, like, it's it's a good thought, but what people are thinking might happen is that gene haas is just holding out with the team until the new Concord agreement right wait for the brand of the team like to raise in value right sell the team and punch out right so if that's the case right and that's why he's not selling to andretti right now because he knows mm-hmm. he can make another half a billion dollars in another couple mm-hmm. of years right mm-hmm. if that's the case is, isn't that the problem right there right, right. you have people coming in who are just looking at this simply as a money-making opportunity yeah like i I hate how how it feels like these guys are being all super like high and mighty and on their ivory tower kind of right just like oh casting stones at the people below when you have williams who was sold to a a venture capital company right when you have Mm -hmm. like you guys let force india in right with vj right with whatever his financial background is right right you let you let um, Richard Story, uh, Richard Story come in, right? Yeah. Or Will right. Story, Will Story come in with, yeah. with Haas, right? Sp- you buy let, a
1: multi-million-dollar major sponsorship deal for a team, yeah. that he didn't have any money to back up. Yeah. yeah. You let. How these do you not investigate that? Right.
0: You look. You have these ridiculous sponsors come into the sport all the time, right? Like Moneytron, right? Yeah. You have all these other like scammy like crypto cryptocurrency companies that come in. You have FTX who comes in, right? And we're right. not going to we're not going to like, you know, cast a cast some shade towards those guys and have, you know, have a long investigatory deep dive into what's going on there. Right. But we can't let a team come in. Like, it's so frustrating. It's, it's yeah, it's so it is. Frustrating.
1: It's clear. It's clear. It's clearly they don't want to cut the cake any smaller slices. Yeah, it's money. And, it's, that, it's and money. And, yeah. And it's ridiculous. And you know what's funny about this too? We we for, we have a we have memories of goldfishes kind of collectively. Well, also there's probably a lot of people that were not into F1 at this time, so they don't remember. But like in the 2010 era of F1, like the 2010 2011, like right where I jumped in, they were trying to get up to about 13 teams on the grid. Like right, they were trying to expand and it's and here's the thing that's the argument i was just like well they don't have enough room for andretti i'm like that's nonsense that's not true there is there's it is not true the fia would not approve them to be able to be allowed to be let in if if it was going to proceed that way if that was the case if in 2010 they were able to field 12 to 13 teams or want to trying to get 12 to 13 teams. I mean, we're not racing on on like vastly different circuits. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like they're like, all most of the circuits that they raced in 2010 are also there. Like Monza stayed the same, Silverstone's the same. Yep. Like their facilities are there. They they have the room. They they just don't <clears throat> they just they're trying to make this seem like it's an excuse. And it's it's really a, a false excuse. It's not, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, that's a non it's a non-reason. It's a non-answer. Yeah. Just so frustrating. I, yeah, I, it is really frustrating. And, and honestly, like I was on that note too, with Haas, we can, we just briefly touch on that um, really quick because <sighs> Haas put out their new car, which obviously we're going to talk about their livery when we do our livery episode more specifically, but I just as first impressions, I think the livery is a bit of an improvement. I think it's a good evolution of what they had before, but the amazing thing is, is the new team boss. Okay. Uh, Komatsu. Mm-hmm has already said that their expectations will be towards the back of the grid if not last quote unquote mm-hmm. um they're basically not expecting to be competitive mm-hmm. how is it that a team <laughs> who's already in the freaking sport yeah. can be like yeah we're not going to be competitive it's you know whatever and then they're like and then they're just like well and not going to be competitive so we can't let them in it's just like Dude, you have a team that's openly admitting this. And also, can we just say, can I just say this? If they're really concerned about teams being competitive and not wanting to let teams in that are uncompetitive, then what are they going to have? Just Max running around the track by himself all this year? Like, seriously, that was probably one of the most uncompetitive seasons that the sports ever had, because Mm -hmm. it was just Max the entire time. Mm -hmm. Like... <clears throat> what about the Mercedes era? Same thing. Like <clears throat> they were obviously the most competitive team. Nobody could touch them. Yeah. What are you gonna just yeah, just gonna dump the rest of the other teams? Like, I genuinely feel. I mean, and this is me, I could be completely wrong about this, but I could genuinely feel that Andretti would be a team that would be able to pop right in and consistently be in that midfield. I, I agree. Mean, they know what they're doing, they have the organization. They are, are, are in FIA sanctioned race series now. So, like, it, it's just, yeah, it's just a weird thing where it's just like, to me, it feels like a no brainer, but it's like it, the reason why it's rejected is just because of stupid, greedy reasons. And I think the sport took a hit on its reputation from all of this. Right.
0: Oh, for sure. And, you know, I, this is why I think Andretti Cadillac should just release merch and sell it. I think it would be hilarious. To see the yeah. number of people who would buy Andretti, Andretti Cadillac would. merch and show up to races and be like, yeah, like where's I Andretti would. Cadillac, right? Yeah. Because also right now, it sounds like there's nothing preventing them from fielding their car and just mm-hmm. racing at the track before, you know, uh, racing right. at the track the same weekend. Well, and, right? and that's what they're but planning on do. It's just a, a rights distribution issue,
1: right? Yeah. Well, I think they're this, they're planning on still they they're still planning on developing the car, which I think is the right move. I think you just keep you keep putting money into it, you just keep developing it, and and putting it together. It's like, hey, yeah, you take it to Silverstone, you run, and it's like, hey, check our lap times. Yeah. You know, you still want to call us uncompetitive?
0: Yeah. Um. Do, also, have you uh, seen what they what they've been saying at the end of all their correspondence? By the way, there's a little no. tagline they put at at the end of everything. It says, "Our work will continue at pace." Like. Yeah. Or our, our we continuing at pace. They're like, not baller. messing around. That's They're baller. really not messing around. Because and, and the reason and why are they still working? Because that means that they like strongly feel that they have a case here and that if yeah. they were to push legally, that they would still get in, right? Yeah. So yeah. I don't. Th- I don't think. I this think is they. Over. I think this is literally just the beginning of this all. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. More yeah, more I to think come on that.
1: They've got fan support and they've got the FIA support. Support. So yeah. you know, I don't. I don't. I don't see the reason why not. Um, uh, I was also going to say. Uh, you know, Lauren brought up a point too. She said, you know, she had been planning um, and anticipating, like figuring out the money that she needed to save up to put together to get to the the uh, USA GP in twenty five to watch Andretti on track because she's that big of an Andretti fan. She's just like, okay, like I need to get merch. I need to get tickets. Like I'm ready to go. Like when is this? And now. Now she's not. Now she's not. Is not inclined to go because she's just like, well, the whole reason why I wanted to go is because I wanted to see Andretti and their first race be there, if their first, like their first USA race, get their merch and everything. And now, you know, FIA is losing. They're losing. They're losing money. I mean, that that to me, it's just like it's just a ball. It's just a it's yeah. a home run, and they're just they just fucking, yeah. they swung over the the T ball. Like that's yeah. that's what they did. You know um well or they or actually no they didn't swing over the t-ball they threw the bat down and said no nah, the t te- the the ball's not fast enough it's not <laughs> you know that's what happened
0: speaking of a swing and a miss um i thought that would be a good a good transition to just this news with lewis going to ferrari because someone dropped the freaking bag at mercedes oh my <laughs> god like
1: <laughs> like it's just okay, well it, it, being yeah, okay. our resident lewis stan <laughs> okay like just tell run run walk me through the moment by moment realization after you heard when you heard this news like what was the what was the emotions what did yeah. you do like what happened here
0: well so it was like i think the night before everything was confirmed it was like two like kind of two days of just like Mm. tweets kind of rumor tweets kind of like mulling about everything
1: oh okay yeah yeah
0: and then because this always happens with lewis right yeah but then what happened was that there were some reputable like ferrari fan sites and forums saying like yo like yeah no from our sources it looks like this is about to happen and then that's when i started just going like None. <laughs> mm-hmm. and so i started thinking like okay why would he go why would he move all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then it seemed pretty official and then you, you read the tweets about mercedes having like an all hand all hand uh company meeting and everything and they're just like oh it's coming through and then boom the official announcement right wow it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions um the first thought i had was well you know i've, I've always liked ferrari yeah i've, I've always <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, for me personally, it's just the thing of like, I really, I'm a big Lewis fan. So it's, it's, it was a thing of no matter where he goes, you know, I actually always thought that he would go back to McLaren versus yes, Ferrari. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I yeah. think he looks sick in that orange and blue. Right. But, mm-hmm. um but I get it though. Right. Like I I think initially it was just kind of like shock, but then you think about it, you like, it makes sense because this guy, like he has seen, I think, uh, not I think like for sure he has seen. Immense success with Mercedes for like eleven years, thirteen years, however, however long it's been, right? And it's just amazing what he's been able to achieve there, right? And I think in in life for everyone, you get to the point where you've done something for so long and you've been so good at it that you just want a different challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And so to get a call from like the team that is kind of honestly like synonymous with Formula One, Ferrari right as much mm-hmm. as people even if you don't like ferrari like you know it's true you know what i mean like right like ferrari is formula one that's why they get the legacy payment it's 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 a win-win but um if you get a call from ferrari and they're like look we want to bring you on board because you are like like statistically the most successful driver of all time mm-hmm. we are the most successful team of all time let's make let's do something together that would be a really really appealing offer and i i get it right because you have the chance to change history there because this team has been in the dumps for a while right Mm -hmm. like they're you know it's kind of been up and down up and down Mm -hmm. and to be the one to do it to be the most statistically successful driver of all time with the most statistically successful team combine Mm -hmm. powers right and make this megazord of a of a of a Mm -hmm. team combination right Mm -hmm. dude that's I think there's something really enticing about it but yeah it was definitely shock and then just like thinking oh this could be cool this will be fun mm. right because mm-hmm. mercedes is like we've been talking about this mercedes has been dropping the bag a lot mm-hmm. dropping the ball fumbling the bag, whatever you want to call it a lot over the last mm-hmm. couple seasons especially mm-hmm. since the reg changes like awful pit stop awful pit stops awful strategy calls um seems like just complete like bungling of the new regs right and then mm-hmm they bungled it and then they didn't even pivot quickly enough to rectify the changes, right? Mm-hmm. Ignoring their drivers apparently, right? Because both Lewis and George were like, Hey, you, you should make the car do this. This is how it feels, right? Completely ignoring mm-hmm. them. And then their technical director finally coming out and saying, okay, we're going to listen to them now. Are you kidding me? Like mm-hmm. that feels like, that would feel like a slap in the face, right? If, mm-hmm. if you're Lewis or if you're George too, right? That yeah, like my, my opinion means nothing here. Right. Okay, cool. How about you? <sighs> there's a lot.
1: Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, there's been a lot of things going through my head, so I'll try and see if I can remember to, to say it, because I really want to get your reaction with a lot of this stuff. So... Mm-hmm this is my this is my impression okay well, well for the one thing i was going to say i think it's very i think the, the the simultaneously awkward and funny thing about this is that i literally everybody is just photoshopping over carlos signs head i know all these photos <laughs> because they are so desperate to like see what he would look like in that his race suit might not even look like that they, it like, what yeah. they like you know they're just like they keep photoshopping him next to charles and like yeah. the lighting is not right and yeah. like it's, just like, it's yeah. just like it looks weird like you yeah just hold you hold your horses, okay. Yeah. Give the guy a second.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the next my other thought I had is I was thinking, okay, I have two kind of conflicting things in my head. Okay, mm-hmm. so on the one hand, it is absolutely perfect. On the other hand, it is absolutely imperfect. Now, <laughs> the perfect side is that it's perfect in this way, and that is that it is a perfect, it, it is, it is might be the last, but ultimately the most perfect case for ferrari to prove why they have that legacy payment because lewis talks about how even like he and jensen button even said in an interview how they were kids and when they were kids like watching the success from ferrari it being such a special thing throughout history being such a legendary that even people like lewis hamilton who has raced nothing but mercedes engines for his entire race career Mm -hmm. Race with two of the most, like two of the most successful teams ever, like five world championships or six, six world championships, mm-hmm. with one of the teams, like in, in a really quick succession, and still Ferrari is so is appealing enough to pull yeah. him. And well, I have enough money to, to pay him to move too. So that that's the other side of this. But it just goes to show it. I you know here's the thing: like uh, younger generations, okay, who were not didn't grow up with what well, witnessing the success of Ferrari. I mean, they might this might not happen again. You know what I mean? The the, the the pull of Ferrari might not happen for a while. There might be a lot of young drivers coming up right now that their dream is to race for Red Bull or their dream is to race for Mercedes because they that was their era. They, they grew up witnessing those two. So like Hamilton might be the last sort of carryover from that era of wanting to race for Ferrari because it was special when they were a kid. And I think that that's really unique. And I didn't really know this about Hamilton. I mean, I i guess I assumed that a lot of the drivers from that era when they were kids were like, you know, big Schumacher fans and stuff like that. But like, you know, Lewis had Ayrton Senna's hair color scheme on his helmet. You know what I mean? Like he was like McLaren, Senna, like that was his guy. That's why it's like him going back to McLaren. It felt like the right move. And it, honestly, and I'll tell you what it's not too late. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's just speculate into the future. If he, if he doesn't have success with Ferrari within a few years and McLaren's like, Hey, like, you know, come back home. Like, let's finish your career here. He could totally do that. I mean, I'm sure McLaren would love to have him back. If like Norris moves on or Oscar Piastri gets signed by somebody else. Um, so, so yeah, so that's the perfect side of this. The imperfect side. (laughs) Mama Mia, freaking scuderia over here. Okay. I don't know if I want to subject my boy to to the emotional pain that Ferrari can inflict. However, I will say because it's Lewis Hamilton, I'm I'm pretty like Lewis Hamilton is cool as a cucumber. He's also not a freaking pushover. So like you know if ferrari is like oh like you know you need to do we are it's just like hey let me remind you how much money you had to pay me to convince me to race for you Mm -hmm. so maybe you should listen to what i have to say Mm -hmm. um i also and i'm just gonna say this this is this could change in the future and i will 100 percent eat some crow um if this happens but i do not think necessarily lewis looks great in red right now it just doesn't seem to fit him maybe it's just because it's weird not (laughs) seeing him in like black and white or like you know like white with the red black and a little bit of red Mm -hmm. um it just feels strange to not see him in those colors like i just because we just associated with him with those for so long Mm -hmm. um but uh my other thought about this as well is um people have been talking about you know hamilton moving to ferrari you know carlos oh and poor carlos like yeah sucks because carlos got the only non-red bull non-max win last year so it seems mm-hmm. crazy that they're they're doing that yeah but nobody no one seems to be talking about who's going to take hamilton's seat mm. everyone's talking about like where carlos is going to go and yeah i think carlos needs to be picked up somewhere absolutely who's taking the mercedes seat because yeah. it's George russell obviously is it going to be mick is it going to be let's talk about some this. other person like you know who you know would be incredible what if hey what bring Vettel back <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. like a Mercedes driver driving for Merce- uh, like a German driver driving a uh, Mercedes yeah driving a you know a team that both like Michael Schumacher was in you know like as a as a driver like if you're Mercedes what do you do you just lost dude probably like, probably your your biggest like gem of of of, of influence and of development that you in the history have, like ha- in your in your history. In the
0: history of the team yeah by far
1: like who do you replace do you pull a haas and like we're like well i'm just gonna use we're gonna go with like a rookie driver like you know or do you do you try and get like a veteran like do they try and pull Alonso? like i don't think alonzo's gonna go
0: i don't like that is, know, what do
1: they do you know yeah. like w- what's the decision do you do you hire from within do you bring in mick because mick was really responsible for a lot of that mercedes Mm -hmm. recovery and development mid-season so it would you know i would say like probably the easiest choice would be pull mick because he's already in your you know your sort of realm you just have to pay him whatever but i think mick is doing weck right now yeah so like you know what do you do? Like, who? Nobody's talking about that, and like, I don't think anybody's yeah. going to talk about it until Mercedes just pulls that out. Pulls the the rabbit out of the hat.
0: You know what here, I mean? Here's the here's the thing. I think Mercedes is in a very tough spot right now. Yeah. And honestly, they put themselves here, um, mm-hmm. and I say that as a Mercedes fan too, right? Because, yeah. like I said, you had an underbaked car concept. Mm-hmm. You did not rectify it quickly enough to keep Lewis on board. Yeah. Lewis has now announced his departure a year ahead of time. First off, he didn't even have to do that, right? He could have just right. like waited until the end of the season, like peace, right? Yeah, right. But now at least at least Mercedes has time to think about the replacement. But yeah, they are in a tough spot. Honestly, I don't know if Mick should be pulled up to the team. Like pulled up to to take that seat. Like I'm I'm just running through the list of the people you mentioned. Um Mick, I don't think he needs to be pulled up because I think he, yeah, he's doing something else, right? He has other commitments, but I'm sure he would break mm-hmm. those commitments to, to drive, right? The thing is, I mm-hmm. think Mick needs more time driving for a more midfield team, even though Mercedes is kind of a midfield team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him, it would be great if he were racing at like, a, I don't know, more of like a McLaren, I think. Um, just because I think he, that so might like be... Aston. An, yeah, or like an Aston. I think that would fit Mick really well for where he needs to maybe develop And Of course, I'm saying this as someone who just races mm-hmm. cars on PS4. <laughs> so right. I'm not a pro. Um, Alonzo, I don't think Alonzo would move over. I don't. I think Aston I think so. is in a good position right now to give him everything he needs. And I'm sure that this week that they've already had conversations with him saying, look, I know the seat has opened up. Just know these are our plans for the next couple of years. We really want you. We really want you, champ, and like Pat on the back, you know, let him know. Hey, yeah. you are number one here. I think right. he had.
1: Yeah, I think he had good success with Aston that I don't think he's
0: going to. Yes, I don't I, think I don't, he's going to leave. I think there's there's no reason gonna, for him. Yeah. There's no reason for him to leave right now. Um, end of next year, maybe. Right. We'll yeah. see. Um, but, but but like, who could who could you
1: think? Like, who would I mean, are um, we looking at somebody jumping from another team to Mercedes or like are if, they going to pull from an outside? So like what's like, what are they going to do? I I can't think of anybody
0: they're in a tough spot. I don't think because here's the thing. I would have said if it had been two years ago or even before this last season, right? Mm. Yeah, that would be two years ago. I would have said, um, Lando, pull Lando over. But no, yeah. McLaren is in a very good position right now. Yeah. So anyone who would be interested, I think they should just stay where they are. Except for maybe Albon. Albon probably makes the most sense. Um, Pull him in. Mm. right? But then you have an Albon-Russell pairing. And I don't know what that... Does for you? It, it, would it be would it be mean to say that they feel like the same driver to me? They kind of feel like the same driver to me.
1: Um, I, think, yeah, I think Albon is more bit, aggressive. Yeah, I think Albon's more aggressive. Yeah, and and
0: um, and Russell's more heady. He's more of a Prost, right?
1: I th- yeah, I think well, I think George is, George is in a good position at Mercedes. I think he absolutely, was the yeah. right choice for them
0: to pull. I don't even know if that second seat is what uh, well i'm saying second uh, well, seat, but the open seat i don't know if that's a seat that you want right now because mercedes well, here's flux <clears throat> yeah well that's well
1: there's this is the thing like their their new car concept uh had a lot of improvements even lewis said that he was like with what the new car is going to do mm-hmm. so um i guess it really i guess it really depends on how the mercedes shakes out this next year yeah um but I uh, the really that my my big my big question mark with Mercedes is do you go for young talent or do you go for experience like what do you do George's I mean George has said no has a good amount of experience but it is not like Hamilton level experience no you know exactly I mean? and the only the only other person that I can think that would have Hamilton level experience uh, would, would be Sebastian say. Vettel yeah I, I, you know I mean? feel it no. At least somebody who's recent because Sebastian's only one year off of the sport. That is not long. That's not that's not so long that he couldn't jump back into if if he didn't want to. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Although I do feel like if Sebastian were to come back, I feel it would probably be. Uh, If Sebastian were to come back, I feel like he would probably want to jump back in with Red Bull, Mm. Um, just because, uh, like he has expressed, kind of like you know, I mean, he has a close relationship with them. They were like their his, they were Red Bull's first baby, you know what I mean, like but yeah but then also like here's the other thing though too like you know what mm. if what if they pull another outside car what if what if uh this is the move that perez has been looking for dude i was just gonna and say this like is gonna be perez yes. Russell, I was just gonna say that you, they they bring danny, danny up to Red up again, to, exactly and yeah. then they pull somebody else for the cash App visa f1 but the uh, poor yuki at that point <laughs> you know mm. like yeah this is um this is a weird it's a weird thing to think about um you know but we also have to think of carlos too i mean carlos i don't know Ooh, if yeah. carlos could fit that seat although i do think carlos should come back with audi in 26 because like his dad ran audi at Decar, right yeah so there's yeah. a close relationship there um but who knows maybe maybe carlos will want to do um endurance racing maybe he tries to run the indy 500 um it's I just, mean, who knows?
0: Like, but here's the thing, though. I'm frustrated because Carlos is a really good driver. He, he is the only. He, he, is. he got the Ferrari win last year. He got the only yeah. non-Max win, right? I know. And then Ferrari's given him the boot. And mm-hmm. I get it because between Charles and Carlos, right? This is mm-hmm. this is what's wild. Carlos to me feels like the blue-collar driver. He's a blue-collar worker, employee of Ferrari, right? Who's the mm-hmm. guy who like works hard and like shows results and everything. But Charles is like the you know. He's the daddy's son, right? So he gets the seat and he's very good at what he's good to, right? But he doesn't have to show the performance and progress and results and improvements that the blue collar guy does, right? Like, it feels like Carlos to me always has to work twice as hard in order for people to give him the same respect as Charles, right? And like I just I feel bad for the guy. I don't know I don't know where he goes and it sucks because he should stay in Formula 1, right? I can think of people who should leave Formula 1, you know, who who should give up their seat for Carlos, but you know, everyone's got their contracts and everything all all in place. What you're saying is that Carlos is the Lightning McQueen
1: <laughs> and um Charles is the um Francesco um (laughs) from cars from 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 cars too he's the yeah the 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 italian open wheel racer that's his competitor francesco um that that, that, that's basically what you're saying effectively
0: yeah so it's no hit to charles you know i think they're they're both very talented but like i think the point still stands that carlos always it seems he has to show he has to it's like he's had to work much harder in Formula One than others. It just feels like.
1: Yeah, it's like he is. He is uh, in some ways he is the Perez of that that matchup, where yes. it's like Perez is another one of those drivers which like puts so much work in. Like it's like you know you can have all that natural talent, but if talent doesn't work hard, then it it's not doing much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, Carlos Carlos works for everything that he's got. He he's a very hardworking person. He's very passionate. Um, and Charles is also kind of passionate, but Charles is more of that sort of like wonderkind, like sort of like destined yeah. to be here sort of thing. Especially with jewels and everything with jewels. Um, I think I think Charles deserves the state because I think like at this point, like Ferrari owes him some success, whether that's you know. Um, a bunch more race wins, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe this becomes uh, a kind of a uh, another, not like a Nico Rosberg Hamilton sort of scenario in mm-hmm. in in a sense of like the the kind of how how messy that got, but more or less just like trading race wins back and forth. And okay, well this leads me to my other point. Okay, Hamilton sh- drives for Ferrari and gives him a world constructors championship and another driver championship. He gets his eighth. Right. Um, let's just think about what that that means for a second. Right. So that means that not only is he inspiring young drivers of like all different diverse backgrounds, right, mm-hmm. but he's doing it in a Ferrari, mm-hmm. which is our was is then now giving Ferrari back their reputation and their success that they have earned their legacy payment with. Right. Mm-hmm. He would also become only the second the old the the second driver in formula one history to oh my god what all these things happen when i do different like look there's (laughs) thumbs up there's confetti i love it the the audio audience is not noticing this but like you can summon confetti on on zoom by putting up peace signs if we do one peace sign then it's balloons i think yeah yeah i
0: think you turned it on Uh, this is like a secret it's like a secret menu (laughs) I, I, we should leave this in this is hilarious <laughs> Just being, oh, Yeah,
1: yeah, we'll put. it doesn't work account.
0: for me because I have that option turned off in my settings, but okay
1: well anyway, so so um, Important information Hamilton will be only the second driver in history to have won a world championship with more than two manufacturers yeah. because the only other person that's done it was Juan Mel uh, uh, Fangio fangio won with alfa romeo Mm -hmm. maserati ferrari and mercedes so he won four of his five with with a different manufacturers alan prost came close he won he almost won it with renault which uh, i think was snatched away by um kk rosberg he uh he won two with mclaren and then he almost won with Ferrari, but there's that famous Senna taking him out at Suzuka, mm-hmm. so that didn't happen.
0: Also, the Ferrari and then, was a truck. So,
1: it's funny he never actually like said that. He only suggested that the power really? steering was stiffer, like 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 a, like yeah. a truck. Um and then he and then he won one with Williams. So like, had he won either of those Renault and Ferrari, he would have been on that list. But so far, like the every, only the only thing that's ever happened has just been two. Like Michael Schumacher as Benetton and Ferrari. Um, you know, uh, Hamilton has Mercedes and McLaren. Um, but yeah, if he wins one with, with Ferrari, which I think is a really unique, that is a very unique um, record to be holding. Yes. Um, because uh you know that just doesn't happen that often that you have yeah. success with three different manufacturers but i also think that you kind of hit the nail on the head when you talk about ferrari being this juggernaut of a team pulling in like like st- like the most successful team the most successful driver um captain and, planet and here's the thing, you know and here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> don't me call me again unless you're ready for that hurt <laughs> I watched that the other day. Captain Planet balloon. <laughs> <laughs> tree, 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 tree. <laughs> um, if uh, if you're curious what we're talking about, just look up... Um,
0: Don uh, Cheadle, Captain Planet. Don
1: Cheadle, uh, Captain Planet. That was Funny or um, Die, right? Yes. But so so here's so the thing is that we have to remember, like, yes, like Ferrari got that one win over Red Bull last year. They've also were like the only team that was that ever gave them really any run for their money in any Mm -hmm. significant way. Yes. And I think Hamilton saw that. And I think that he thought maybe this is the time Mm -hmm. now, you know, Ferrari could easily just completely fumble (laughs) the ball. okay which is, you know, they're they're prone to doing. Mm hmm. Um, The other thing I want to say, though, and this is this is something to think about, um, how is the dynamic between Ferrari and Hamilton going to work in relation to off the track activities? because obviously Hamilton is very open about the way he feels about his, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. his social stances, his political stances. He has a rainbow, the rainbow flag on his helmet for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, he has, you know, things that, you know, uh, things on his racing outfits and his cars to say, you know, and racism and black lives matter and stuff like that. You know, how, how is Ferrari going to, you know, how is that going to, to be managed? You know what I mean? How is that? Cause like, I mean, I, I feel like he should be able to express himself in that way, even if it mm-hmm. has to be as subtle as possible. And like, mm-hmm. I, I worry that Ferrari as an organization is going to be not as open to that as Mercedes has been, because like he tried all of this. He, he tried, did everything that he could to try and diversify the culture of Mercedes. And I worry that I don't know where Ferrari is with that. You know what I mean? Because nobody really talks about yeah. that, but like, That's that a is a question it's it's one of the most unique qualities that hamilton brings to a racing team Mm -hmm. because of who he is and because of how important it is yeah that it's it's not anything that could be ignored and i would feel terrible if hamilton's is like yeah i can't express myself the way that i used to because like ferrari's just more you know no they're 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 more um like you know against um you know pc you know like sort of things like you know they're 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 more you know they they don't care to be politically correct you know what i mean they don't care to be you know concerned about diversity or as much as the other teams so, like you know what do you think
0: yeah so this hmm, this is a very good question and i thought about this a lot actually that was one of the <clears> first <throat> things that popped into my mind because it was just like yeah yeah if we're talking about corporate culture or not necessarily corporate culture i feel like corporate culture is like mercedes mercedes feels like the the like the the boardroom full of the suits who are like, and yeah. our, our race performance today has been right. Ferrari yeah, feel like a, the more, dentists. You yeah. Know. Whereas Ferrari feels more of like cult of personality. Right. And there can be mm-hmm. a difference between those two, like pretty much like think of like a SpaceX type environment. Where we have Elon Musk mm-hmm. and everyone worships him. Right. Not saying right. that the employees worship him, but it's more right. like his fan base around him that really supports yeah. him right. versus like, you know, like I said, the boardroom. Yeah. Um I think with Ferrari, what will determine his ability? What will determine Lewis's ability to express himself and showcase himself and who he is and his his platform will be the level and it sucks to say will be the level of success he brings to Ferrari. I, mm-hmm. I assure you right now, John Elkann, chairman of Ferrari and like like leader of the board, all this kind of stuff. I'm sure they're all fully on board. Like, yeah, absolutely, do what. Like, we're paying you hundred million dollars. You can be brand ambassador, all that kind of stuff. Um, because apparently that's one of the things that it sounds like Mercedes wasn't willing to give him. Right um Mm -hmm. but we'll let you do all these kinds of things yeah absolutely you know we we think it's going to be a great partnership right i think year one that's true i think year two that's true but if within year one and year two there's not much success right year three comes along and lewis is wearing like you know something that may not be perceived to be within the ferrari cult of personality like envelope branding box Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um they're gonna be like hey yeah lewis we don't really do that here right like year four, if he's still there and there's still no success. Yeah. You know, we don't do that at all. I think it's going to really depend on the level of success he brings. If mm. Lewis comes in 2025, Ferrari wins a championship, like both either championship or both championships, it will be fine. Year two, same thing. It'll be fine. For as long as he brings success and wins to the team, it hmm. will be fine with it. Yeah. That's weird. That's weird. I think that's how they function. But I mean, it's also like, it's, people are willing to swallow things that they wouldn't normally mm-hmm. or accept things that they wouldn't normally. Um, if it comes with a benefit for them, that's just, I think that's just human nature. Right. Yeah. And Ferrari is thinking about this from a branding perspective too. Right. Because they don't necessarily want to be like, they, they will deal with it as long as it brings success and, and glory to their name. Right. But if mm-hmm. they begin, if they start to be associated with, um, being a progressive brand and like pushing DEIA in all different sectors. Right. As like mm-hmm. when it comes to sports cars, I don't know how long that'll fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. if there's no glory added to their reputation, I think that's what it is. I mean, they're a company, right? Dude, it's, it's right. It's, well, it's, <clears throat> I don't expect them to be the beacon of, of, progress you know (laughs) well i'll you know
1: ferrari needs to understand like they are buying not only are they buying exactly talent and reputation and like one of the one of the like the one of the if not the biggest star in formula one in the past you know two decades um but they're also they're also buying somebody who is incredibly fashionable and like a style icon and so you want to improve your like just, just like I could Hamilton. I think Hamilton will look very good rolling up to the races, stepping out of a Ferrari. I think that's going to be fucking cool as hell. But, um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I'm also, I mean, there's like those little things too. Like if Hamil, this is the Hamilton era of Ferrari, um, which means like you know the sports cars that they develop, um, you know during that time will partially be developed with lewis hamilton and charles mm-hmm. it's just like a thing that people don't think about but like their sports cars is like the amg mercedes um that came out that hyper car that came out that was like you know developed by Bottas and you know um hamilton um you know same with like vettel and mick schumacher like they did that at ferrari it's a it's an interesting thing like you know mm-hmm. um and um I, i'm kind of looking forward to that because i think that that's kind of a cool aspect but um yeah yeah also like you know what's hamilton's helmet it's gonna be so weird to see hamilton's helmet without a mercedes logo on it Mm. like what is this helmet gonna look like i'm I'm, these are things i didn't think that i'd be i'd be curious about but like here we are like you know what i mean um i'm curious to see uh you know what this shakes out like you know what this Mm -hmm. what this ends up being like i mean this is Ooh, this is like it's like he yeah. threw that this the he threw the biggest silly season bomb <laughs> of next of this year, like yeah. right now. Yeah. Man. Yes.
0: It's it's, it's insane. Wild. And and
1: it, It's all gonna pivot around this. Like, yes, him, completely this, this is this is gonna, yeah. This is this gonna is, be
0: the linchpin. There are gonna be so many driver moves because of this, right? There's mm. gonna be a huge there's there's already a huge structural change in the power dynamic, right? And I'm sure yeah. even Red Bull right now is probably looking at this and thinking, Whoa, we gotta really be on top of it because uh-huh. because yeah they, they saw how how competitive ferrari was last year ferrari was the only one get really giving them like good punches right mm-hmm. yeah and you throw lewis on top of that i guarantee you if lewis had been driving the ferrari from like this last season 23 mm-hmm. there would have been more ferrari wins i think so like absolutely lewis
1: lewis is i mean you talk about carlos being a smooth operator. Lewis is like he's like Iceman like I mean I know that was yeah. reckoning but like he yeah. is he drives clean he yes. drives consistent minimal mistakes yeah
0: and he would have like, he would have had wins, wins I, last I, year.
1: yeah I, because like the Red Bull didn't or the, the the Ferrari didn't have like a whole lot of mechanical failures it was just a lot of strategy mess ups yeah at least that's what it, my perception is so yeah I I got can we just skip this season and get to 25 i know <laughs> i mean really can we just can we just just give it to max and then we'll just be like okay max okay yeah. you got five cool like let's move on
0: yeah
1: um because yeah i i got i want to i want to get to 25 i want to yeah. get to 26 actually you 26 I mean? will be like, fun
0: yeah because he'll be settled in and then yeah, yeah we're seeing <laughs> this new... season's just a this is just a filler season yeah this solvers in here. okay so Here's one final question about Ferrari that I have for you. Um, So we have Lewis going to Ferrari. So 2025, Mm -hmm. he will be partnered with Charles Leclerc. Yep. What do you think that dynamic is going to be like? And you asked something earlier that I thought we were kind of leading towards this. Mm. But what happens if Lewis does win a championship there? What do you as Charles Leclerc do at that point? Right? Like,
1: Ooh. yeah
0: what is um, what is that because right now it's all hunky-dory right there it's all cute like oh we're, we're both fashionable icons you know they both give like moody steel blue like you know puffy they lips.
1: collaborate <laughs> musically too <laughs> yeah. dude yeah.
0: yeah oh um but you see what i'm saying this is this is a very interesting pairing right now so it's a very strong <laughs> pairing for sure but
1: so this is this is the way i'm thinking of this. Um, every every teammate that lewis hamilton has had it's been it's been pretty much a case of who can catch who can keep up with him you know what i mean like rossberg and him had a battle back and forth that they were both titans you know Mm -hmm. they were both like oh they could both be world championship champions right um botas comes in and with botas it's just a matter of Can he keep up with Hamilton? And I think George Russell, it's the same. Now, here's the thing. Charles doesn't have a championship, right? He has been competitive a few times. Um, And I think everyone's expecting him to be a world champion. And so the way I think of this is like this, and this is what I meant earlier when I said that this could be a Lewis Hamilton sort of Rosberg situation in a sense of like, I think there is a potential that, if things go really well for Ferrari, that it becomes a a real a, a battle between Charles and Lewis as far as who is going to be the champion, mm-hmm. and maybe it goes on for three years. Like I could I could I could see I could envision a future where you have Hamilton winning like the first two championships for Ferrari, right? And they mm-hmm. they have their steam up, and Charles comes so close, and then like you know twenty twenty six is here. Or twenty seven is here, and Charles like just at the last race like ekes out a championship over Hamilton, and then it's just like yeah, like I'm done, like I'm going to retire. Like he just pulls a Rosberg or something, or maybe Hamilton does. Maybe Hamilton loses one, Charles, and then he's like, okay, well, like I'm done. I'm happy with my career. Mm -hmm. Um, I could imagine that happening, but that also just that also would include Red Bull kind of fumbling the ball with Max Mm -hmm. and Max not you know. So, yeah, I think that it's, it's hard to kind of think about putting it in perspectives. I think they're going to get along well enough. I don't remember them having any major issues on track. Um, like any, any weird coming togethers or any fights or arguments. Like, I think, I know Charles definitely looked up to looked up to Hamilton early on in his career. And when he was a young kid too. So like, I think there's a, obviously there's a tremendous amount of respect there. Um, <clears throat> and I honestly think that maybe Hamilton is really what Charles needs to kind of put himself over the edge. Mm. You thought that Vettel would be, you know, because Vettel was there. Um, but Vettel was dra- driving with Räikkönen most of the time, so by the time Charles showed up, um, he it- didn't really have a lot of time. So maybe this is something that maybe Charles needs this. You know, mm-hmm. maybe Charles needs to be able to work closer with Hamilton to like be like okay like you know how can we extract what we need out of this car um at least if i was charles that's what i would do um Mm -hmm. if i was any driver honestly unless lance stroll decided to show up and partner with me um i would take (laughs) i would take like if if i was in a race team and hamilton's like hey i'm gonna be your teammate i would be like um okay cool um yeah so um how do we do this like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like i'd be like okay let's go like let's 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 win some let's win a constructors championship yeah Um, And I think that if you come at it from that angle, if you come at it from, I'm here, like, here we are, let's make Ferrari a champion again, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think for one thing, Ferrari is going to love that. And two, I think it's going to give you a good relationship with your, with your teammate and a sense of like, Hey, like I want to put the driver's championship aside out of mind right now. And I want to focus on the team and how we can make the team competitive. We mm-hmm. can, we can work out the rest of that later. Yeah. That that's, I think the right approach. And I can imagine Charles sort of coming from that. Cause I think Charles carries, cares so much about Ferrari and wanting to have success with them that, you know, that's 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 i think that like Lam, uh, hamilton can give him the opportunity to really be able to pull that out and and i think hamilton has the ability to pull a team from its bootstraps up i mean that's that's the last thing i'll say with hamilton as far as this moves that he is a risk taker he yeah. always has been so him moving to mercedes everyone said the same thing they're like are you crazy you're gonna leave mclaren and go to mercedes and then he just has this crazy success with, with mercedes so that's the other way where it's like i'm not like this isn't like it, it's shocking but it's also like oh yeah no of course Lewis hamilton's gonna do something like this because that's what he right. does he doesn't he doesn't just sit around. Like he, he's not going to stay with a team that's not going to give him results he wants. So right,
0: he's yeah. not here just to drive a car around for fun on Sundays. He's here to win. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He wants that eighth championship. He's yeah. so like I,
0: I. He can do it. He can do it. And the, and the other part of me too wonders like if Lewis had won his eighth, if he had, mm-hmm. it, he probably would have retired then. Honestly, I think the way uh, it all went down. Possibly. Yeah. I think the way it all went down was was just like really like gutting to him that he's like. All right. I'll come back and be an even better driver, right? It's Any, possible. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Yeah,
1: it's possible. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this a is, lot. <laughs> this is a lot. Cause I mean, so much has happened this week, but yeah, thanks for sticking through with us through this one. Cause the whole Andretti Cadillac scenario and the Lewis to Ferrari scenario, like these are stories that are just beginning. So we will be talking about this a whole lot more the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and with okay. that, yeah, just want to say thanks, everyone, for listening to F1 or F-Off. Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to hit us up, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, X, Twitter, threads, and whatever else, all at F1 or F-Off. The one is just the number one, not spelled out. You can email us at F1 or F-Off podcast at gmail.com. Give us a five or four and a half star review wherever you listen to your podcast and be sure to share with your family and your friends. Mm. And your former drivers. <laughs>
1: and your dads that didn't hug you and and, yeah, and the person that, that 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 gives you your fashion tips yeah. and
0: and maybe <clears throat> and maybe bono if he's coming to ferrari too we'll see
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean he should i feel like race engineers should follow yeah just, just around, go with them. Yeah. it's better yeah. yeah i mean
0: roscoe's going too so you know bring, the, bring it it's over. true oh
1: yeah oh roscoe's <laughs> gonna have like a little ferrari like like uh like probably bandana and stuff oh it's gonna be so gonna cute. Be cute ferrari makes accessories for everything i'm pretty sure they have a ferrari dog dark oh, to absolutely. that's gonna be awesome <laughs> um yeah thanks everybody yeah. peace